SLK on ESPN LA. I'm Clinton Yates filling in here on a Friday. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what you got? All right, man. So I'm not the biggest fan of Funko Pops, but I am dropping the money for this one. My, I guess like I was going to say my little idolo, which is like idol growing up for boxing. Mm -hmm. Julio Cesar Chavez has his little Funko Pop and you could pre-order today, which I already did. Okay. It's a cute, I'm just not the biggest fan of Funko Pops, but you know, I got to help my people out and represent. So I'm going to buy this one. And if you guys want, it's on my Twitter at unique, U-N-W-E-Q underscore. And you guys should go buy it and support your people. Okay. So Um, I like that. First of all, this Funko Pop looks cool. It's got, it's got. It's, he's got the trunks that represent L3, you know, the red band. Ooh, you said the, it right, uh, too. Come on, son. You know I'm I know what's saying. going on. <laughs> and um, it's also he's also got the headband, you know, that says Chavez on it. Now, mm-hmm. I will tell you this. I'm going to send you guys a picture right now. Sorry, I was trying to find it. I was in – I keep talking about the fact that I was in Nebraska the past two weeks. Now, when I go to different places, LZ, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, did, I, I make sure to do – you say, like, you say you used to work in record stores. A lot of times I'll go to record stores in every city, but a lot of times I'll just go to the mall in every city. And I went to the mall in Nebraska, in Omaha, mm-hmm. and there was, in West Roads Mall, a Suncoast. I hadn't seen a Suncoast in forever. If you don't know right. what a Suncoast is, it's basically a store that sells movie trinkets. And back in the day, they would sell, like, DVDs and laser discs and all sorts of other merchandise around television and movies. And I went inside of it. I thought it was, Greg, I thought it was like a Moonlight Graham situation in Field of Dreams. If I went in there, I wasn't going to be able to come back because it had been so long since I'd seen one. And they had this whole wall full of Funko Pops. I just sent you guys this photo. I've never seen this many Funko Pops in the same oh my place gosh. At, at, at a time. And Greg, you seem like the kind of guy that loved the Holy good cow. Sun Coast back in the day. Yeah, that's not me. I know it seems like something that I would be, but no, I was I was not I was not that dude. I'm sorry. Anyway. Greg, come on. You I, have I a wall of hats, bro. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean Look, I, admit to I wasn't gonna Is say it. I, I said it. I said I it. Everything and no, I'm not. Not you, yeah, that's so. what you call you call it quits, Greg, the Funko Pop. Yeah, I'm not a Funko Pop. I don't get it. I don't understand the whole thing. I have a couple. I have a black I have a Black Panther one. There's oh, some you, you got to get. Do you have any of these? I do Hold not. On. Okay. You know what? As an aside, sorry. Greg has derailed the conversation here. Okay. So, look. <laughs> Last night, I was watching The Late Show with James Corden. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a tremendous program. It's one of the late night programs. It's one I like. Chris Platt, Pratt, I forget his name. He's one of the white guys named Chris whose names I can't get straight. Anyway, he's on there talking about a movie, and he did, as a bit, James Corden said, can you do a Rubik's Cube? whilst you promote this movie in under a minute. Now, it took him like 90 seconds, but he still definitely did it. So I was telling that story in the break, and Greg sends me a picture of a pre-done or whatever, a rearranged Rubik's Cube, and then 30 seconds later, one of it done. Am I supposed to believe you just did that in the 14, 15 seconds that you, between pictures no. that you sent, Greg? Yes, what, what of, course, of course you are, Clinton, because I don't. clearly the video part of his phone wasn't working. <laughs> right. Yeah, you want me to do it on the video? That's fine. I'll do it on there, too. But the problem is, like, I was trying to do it exactly like you were doing it with, uh, with Chris Pratt, where while I was talking to you, I was doing the Rubik's Cube. Okay. And so I did it in about a minute and a half. To but here's it. the yeah. reason why the video is crucial, is because not just the fact that he did it, but he was, like... LZ, his dexterity, like using his third 
finger along with his thumb to flip the pieces in ways that I had never seen before. Like, it's one thing to be like, okay, you think of like sort of opening a can. You know, it's like, ooh, 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 ooh. He was like, he had all the fingers going in different places in ways that I'd never seen somebody move a Rubik's Cube before. So it wasn't just the fact that he put it together. It was the fact that he actually knew what he was doing from like a different technique kind of way. So I got to see your technique, Greg, first of all, for me to even What are you doing your third finger, Greg? That no, do I, I, I don't use the pink. I don't use the pinky like he probably did. There's a pinky right. that, that hits the bottom part. That, no, I don't yes. do that. Uh, he was, there's he a was lot of just moving around. Tilt. and Yeah. So he's probably, he's way better at it than, <laughs> than I am, obviously. But like when you use that pinky, that's a whole like, it's a whole nother move. Right. It's like a whole level, level of thinking. I'm like, whoa. He just got, uh, anyway, it blew my mind. And so, I don't think I've used my third finger since my wedding night when they got the <laughs> ring on it. Okay. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> no, since I got the ring on it, man. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah. it was it was very impressive. So, Greg, next time we get to a remote somewhere, you're going to have to wow the people with your <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to go to a remote, and I'm going to do a Rubik's Cube. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what the people are clamoring for. That's Dude, exactly. that Greg. represents you so much. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. That's the most Greg bit of all time. You know, <laughs> While we're on the air, do, while I'm doing overrated, underrated, I'll do a Rubik's Cube at the same time. How about that? Uh, okay, we'll see. Mm. Video, you know, video, I don't believe it. How about that? Never believe anything. All right, that's fine. That's fine. No, I believe you. To me, this is this is pretty impressive. I was not expecting you to come out of the gate with this. That's why I had to talk about it on air. It's just (laughs) I did not know this was in your wheelhouse at all. Yes, sir. It's it's not that bad. It's not that hard, actually. Hmm. Did you know that he was good at this, LZ? I did not know that, but the fact that he's talking about with such confidence makes me wonder what else he does with confidence. Right. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say, LZ. Like, what you hiding, Greg? Right. (laughs) My Where your giraffe parked at? Where do you park your giraffe at late at night? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be seen, so he's getting it's all exactly. over the place. You don't need to know. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I like it better this way. I like it better this way. Just think of me how you think of me on the air, and it's totally fine. It's fine. What if Greg is like an underground rapper? No, nah, like Dave, no, like I'm Dave or something. No. I don't, I don't, I don't see that being the go-to. I do think though that like random feats of dexterity could be something that he's like really good at. Like I happen to be a really good foosball player. You know what I'm saying? Like for whatever reason, I feel like this is that's something that Greg would be good at. Things that require like the third hand finger. movements that are you know in in tight spaces. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could see him being excellent at that. Like axe throwing. You ever axe thrown? Greg? No, I want to though. That see, looks like see. a lot of fun. Wow, you got robbing your voice and everything you said. <laughs> no, but I, I want to. <laughs> yes. yes. I was there's watching a place right down the street that I could competitive axe throwing on TV. Wait, there's a place down the street from you? Why have yeah. you been? I don't know. Let's go. It's right on Ventura. Wait, I don't you, know. I don't you're know. You're down that the street from a competitive axe. Not competitive. Throwing? Mm. It's just a bar where you can go and you can throw axes. Wait, a bar? Yeah. <laughs> you not heard of this, Elsie? You're not familiar with this 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 form of entertainment for uh, certain people? Hey, what y'all doing, man? For real. I'm like, what, <laughs> what y'all doing, though? For real, though, Greg. Like, 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 after the insurrection and stuff, I thought I knew everything, but apparently, <laughs> apparently, that's some stuff I still don't know. Y'all getting drunk and throwing axes at each other? <laughs> This is why certain people should not drink and operate certain man? <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask my husband. My husband's white. Let me ask him if he got any insight. Steve gonna be it. like, no. What? That's crazy. Not, not only that, there's like, there, I mean, there's other cool bars that are right here too, like in Valley Village, North Hollywood, where there's on Ventura. There's also a place called the One Up where you can just play video games. 
just a whole. I've been to the videos. That's fine. Video I've arcades are fine. Yeah, it's the drunken axe throwing that has me a little bit confused. <laughs> that like, small detail. Like, why don't you know that doesn't work? But you know what though? Like everybody, every group has their ridiculous stuff. Right. Like we all got our stuff, right? Like we would have a full-on brawl over like a store opening by a new pair of Jordans. Yeah. That's our stuff. We'll own it, and it's not right. It's embarrassing. Put my head down every time I see highlights on the news. Boom. I gotta assume drunken axe throwing has to be in there for you. I mean, there's competitive axe throwing shown on ESPN, dog. Like, no, it's competitive axe throwing, fine. No, but I'm going to go know, get liquored up at the bar and pick up this sharp between, object and throw it. The difference between the people that are competitive and the people that are at the bar is not that far. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the competitive axe throwing, it's not like when you watch a guy play darts at the bar and then you see those English dudes who are like precise on a level that you can't even handle. No, 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 no. Competitive axe throwing is just the other people that manage to find, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how popular it is. It's like pickleball. Wow. Who knew? You know? Well, Laura, what's, what, what's your people's embarrassing sport or activity? Hmm. What is my people's embarrassing sport? I mean, I know what the competitive drunken axe throwing is kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, like, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind that's of tough a to top. top, man. Though I, though I will say beating each other up over a pair of gym shoes is pretty high, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's, that's not quite the same. But got, Okay, so we got a listener who just tweeted. He said, giraffes, donkeys, I'm writing an okapi because ain't nobody spotting my okapi anywhere. And he's got a gif <laughs> of them. These things look great, by the way. They're true. They're very well camouflaged. And he also says, I got to get myself to the Spinning Sky Lounge at the Bonaventure in DTLA for some fireworks watching. That seems like a lot. That's, that's probably more than, than, than I'm going to do. Have you, you ever, know, have you ever been there? I have not. I have not. Greg just sent the group this axe-throwing place. Oh, God. I LA, guess near LA here. Axe? Oh, my so, God. Oh, that hell, name is no. terrible. I'm sorry. L.A. Axe? Like, I get it. <laughs> but I, mean, I haven't been there. That's what I'm just saying. This I just need, looks like it looks like fun. That's what I needed last night. Everybody at at the station, who is most likely to be sneaking behind everyone's back and getting better at axe throwing? Mm. That's a good Mm. question. Because I'm thinking Mace. (laughs) Mace Mace seems like he wants to be good at axe throwing. He is not athletically. He's athletically challenged. He would not. Oh, I didn't say he was good at it. I said he would be the one (laughs) trying to sneak behind our backs, trying to get good at it. Yes. Yes, he would be the one to do that. It's a, okay, so the, but the, the one that would actually quarter. like go out. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said the pull quote, and it says, "Axe throwing bars are places where folks go to drink alcohol and throw heavy axes at pieces of wood." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's perfect. That Thank, you. Thank you. Because I was thinking it was at people, so I'm glad you clarified for me. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I think Sedano would be actually like go and just like learn if if everybody was trying to do it. And we're like, okay, everybody's going to go to an axe throwing bar and we're going to do it in like, you know, like three weeks. He'd go every night and learn how to throw the axe. So he hit, gets there and he's like perfect at it every time. And then pretend like, like he just picked it up for the first time. He's, he's like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I threw this oh and it just God. happened to hit the middle. <laughs> I feel like Sedano's also got the best, like, for whatever reason, axe throwing physique, if that makes any sense. I don't really know why, but I just feel like. What kind of physique do you need to throw an axe? Upper body strength seems to be a premium of his, you know what I mean? And like, you know, I don't know, like. It seems like it's not it's like there's certain muscle groups that would make you better at that, and and that lends itself well to uh, Sedano's setup. Like I feel like I wouldn't be very good at axe throwing because it's like two hands, it's weird. Like that's not a natural motion for your boy. I don't like that. Laura, 
why are we still talking about this? Because axe Greg throwing. is going to be a professional axe thrower, and we're going to yes. watch him on TV. That's why. And he's going to use his third finger to solve a Rubik's Cube while throwing an axe and drinking Natty Light. Oh, one-handed doing the Rubik's Cube and the other hand throwing an axe. I'm going to keep my people's embarrassing situation better because we just – what we do now is, like, we pretend like we're not drunk because we want to keep drinking, even though you got, like, somebody telling you you need to stop. But we don't have, like, the crazy – axe throwing situation we don't we a little bit have a little bit more sense even when we drunk than are there going home. to be fireworks and drinking in your part of the woods laura we can't they're like legit illegal the cops will roll through our neighborhood where i oh, live all of those yeah you can't Mm-mm. that's whack unfortunately where i live west Covina is not firewood friendly or any of those neighboring cities is it the whole you know don't burn down our state thing I mean, I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs> I mean, that video of the LA police finding the uh, fireworks Yo, whatever factory or whatever, did you see crazy. that? Yeah. I mean, that like, was wild. It's, look, it's, it's somebody like came at me on Twitter because I didn't point to the right direction, but I was like, look, I'm not going to be here telling uh, Clinton where to go and find illegal fireworks, okay? Right, like, no. I'm not going to be that person, especially... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to find right, them for exactly, myself. Exactly, I was just wondering right? if there yeah, was tradition. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually... Um, in Ontario, which is in the IE, somebody was, you know, storing them and it exploded in their house. They passed away, but they, you know, destroyed a whole little area of, of the neighborhood. So this is crazy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I mean, they're cool for like a show, <laughs> right. you know, but yeah, it's it's a thing. So L.A. loves them. So you're going to hear them all over, like legit all over downtown where you are. You can't miss them. And and they do look beautiful when you're on a show, right? But, yeah. yeah. All right. Fourth of July weekend, Los Angeles. Remember, keep your combat veterans and your dogs in mind when you're dealing with fireworks. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Take All right, away, I'll take producer it. Greg. I, I, was, I, sent, I, sent, I sent a note to Clinton. I didn't see if you saw it or not. Go ahead and read that read for me first. Okay. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal. You call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my new friends at Sam and Ash Law, 800-304-2000, because you deserve what's right. Greg, take it away. All right, much better. Thank you very much. All right, so LZ, we'll start with you this time. There was a report out today that the 76ers turned down a deal with the Pacers that included Malcolm Brogdon and a first-round pick for Ben Simmons. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal. It's a big deal because now it's on. Now it's on. And now you get to really see what Ben Simmons is made of. Because now it's like it's no longer insinuated. It's no longer just kind of inferred. It's real. You can't shoot. And folks are like, maybe we can make some moves with you. So what do you want? Do you want to be a 76er? Do you want to be that dude that keeps bouncing around because you can't shoot, but you can do a bunch of other things that people can use? Like, what do you want? Because no one's asking you to be Ray Allen or Steph. 
But I remember the great Michael Red came into this league and he couldn't hit anything outside the paint either. And he retired as a great three-point shooter. Jason Kidd couldn't hit anything outside of the free throw line, and he retired as a great three-point shooter. Chris Webber couldn't do nothing but dunk and shoot a little hook shot. He retired as a great little mid-range jump shooter. Same thing for Carl Malone. This is a skill that you can work on. The question is, do you want it? So I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal also because, like, you know, he's he's already – this is sort of a more existential answer. He's already gotten his money, and, like – if he doesn't want to change his game, he doesn't really actually have to. And I think there's a question as to whether or not – I don't want to say whether or not he wants it or not, but, like, what he's comfortable doing as a basketball player versus what we think is supposed to sort of motivate guys to be on the court is, is, is endlessly fascinating to me because I said this at the time. When he skipped the FIBA World Cup where he could have played with Australia, he could have worked on a couple things in the offseason and said, nah, I'm good, I'm going to work out on my own. And then you show up and he's just got videos of him basically doing open runs with his homies at Run and Shoot <laughs> or at wherever. I was like, oh, he, I mean, That's this is you not, about? A, this, yeah, I was like, this is not a priority in a way that we see, we sort of assume that most athletes, that the natural resource that you don't have to sort of motivate or work on is drive. And he's not one of those guys. And I just feel that like, this notion of, like, can we teach him to shoot versus should we get rid of him? I, I don't know, man. I think about this all the time in terms of what athletes are. He could retire at the end of this contract and be rich for the rest of his life. Does he have to change his game? Maybe not. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just not that big a deal to him. And, like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's something that I think about a lot in terms of, like, what athlete empowerment really is, which is, no, I'm just really doing this because, I, I don't know, it's kind of fun and I want to do it the way that I want to. And you're just going to have to live with it. I don't know, Greg. What do you think? No, I'm with you guys. I think that it's it's time for him to go. First of all, I think that it's. <laughs> I do. I mean, I know what you guys are talking about, but I just think that he is. It's time for him to to move on to somewhere else. He belongs somewhere else. It's it's not going to work where he is. Yeah. So next. And I was watching the Dodger game. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Clinton Hersey Miller, son of Master P, is an incoming freshman at Tennessee State. And to go there to play basketball. He just signed a $2 million deal with Web Apps America to be their brand ambassador, which is now allowed under the new NCAA rules. He is the first to do this. Is this a big deal or no deal? That's a pretty big deal. I mean, $2 million is a lot. You know what I mean? But Percy Miller, listen, Master P ain't hurting for no money. You know what I'm saying? That dude, you can talk about, you, people want to talk about all the time how rappers end up going broke and all this other stuff. Master P was the exact opposite of that. Master P was the kind of dude that had people, in, you know, had his artists investing in sort of tangible things so that when it came time for them not to be rapping, they actually had value in their lives. So I trust anything relating to Master P when it comes to money. And let's not also forget, Master P could play a little ball too. So I imagine his son is pretty good. I like this. This is a big deal and this is a good thing all around, LZ. Yeah, it's definitely a big deal um, for one echelon of person. You know, because it's Master P, he knew how to do it. I'm a little concerned about the people who don't have a Master P in their household. Can they maximize in the same way? So it's a big deal for the conversation, but who the conversation is really about, we're still waiting for that athlete to get their money and their payday. Because the conversation was never about the children of rich athletes or children of rich people. The conversation was always about the poorer people. So I want to see some of that shine get some of the poorer athletes first. Then I think it's a huge deal. 
Okay. I totally agree with that, by the way, because there's not going to be anybody else at Tennessee State that's going to be getting a deal like Seriously. this. And any other <laughs> state school like that is going to be getting some million dollar, even million dollar, not two million dollar deal. So, yeah, I'd like to see somebody else that does not have a rich father. Next. All right, LZ. Dodger announcer Joe Davis's wife had a baby last night. The baby. Awesome. Son- yeah, the baby's full name is Theodore Oral Davis. Yes, the middle name is for Oral Hershiser, his partner on the radio. Is this a big deal or no deal? Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if he likes it, I love it. Clinton? That, <laughs> wow, quick out. I mean, that's got to be a big deal because if somebody – like if somebody – I mean, it's a big deal because it, it definitively defines – like what the nature of your relationship is with your broadcast partner. Like if you're naming kids after people you work with, like y'all must be pretty good together at work. You know what I mean? You must genuinely enjoy being with that person when y'all are getting paid. I, I somehow feel like LZ does not have anybody he's ever worked with that he would name a child after. Well, you don't know my son, LZ Isaiah Ireland Granderson. <laughs> yeah, sure. Isaiah Ireland. It's a mouthful, true. <laughs> Nonetheless. How did you yeah, land on vacation? I was wondering how you landed on Ireland out of all of that. That one seemed the least obvious. <laughs> it was the least obvious. That was a, I was, was pretty well shocked played. with that one. Very well played. Next. All right, Clinton. Uh, Dave Grohl sat down with Pharrell Williams to talk about music in a new Paramount Plus show. In it, he says where he got the inspiration for his drumming with Nirvana. If you listen, he says, if you listen to Nevermind, I pulled so much stuff from the Gap Band and Cameo and Tony Thompson of the band Chic on every one of those songs. All that. It's that's old disco. Is this a big deal or no deal? White folks stealing from black folks and music and making it their own and acting like it was their own creation. What's new about that? I'm joking. But no, Dave Grohl's a guy that's from the D.C. area. I love Nirvana. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing because he explained it. And the reason why it's a big deal is because even Pharrell was like, yo, like when you watch it, he was even impressed. And when it comes down to people who make music, I, listen, I understand that there are certain things that have happened in history in terms of, like, I don't know, the Beatles, who took everything they had and, I don't everything. know, Elvis from black folks and made it their own and did not give credit. I feel like Dave Grohl is on the better side of that in terms of who we are. And, like, the whole, like, everything is a remix culture is kind of true. And I, this, this, this does not feel slimy to me. I like the fact that he brought this up. And I like the fact that him and Pharrell talked about it in a music way. That was a pretty cool interview. I would agree. It's a big deal because he not only just said it in a general way, like, oh, I borrowed from disco, but he actually gave shout outs. Yeah. Which tells you the respect that he has for these artists, as well as educating people saying, hey, if you like me, you may love this. If you like me, you can learn from this. So I think it's smart and it's a big deal. I like Dave Grohl a lot. He is big in my household as far as his generational um, sort of just impact. You know what I mean? He's a nice guy. He's been a part of a lot of good bands. Uh, That dude is really cool. Yep, agreed. Next. All right, LZ. President Obama was on the Armchair Expert podcast with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman, and he talked about a secret pickup game he had at the White House. He said, for my 49th birthday, we had an all-star game that was just kind of for us. LeBron came, Dwayne Wade, and Derrick Rose. All these amazing NBA players. Each team had three NBA players and two amateurs. 
All my high school friends came over. We have this round robin tournament and we had wounded warriors who we invited to watch. We signed autographs and gave shoes away afterwards. One of the perks of being presidents is you can invite people to, to the White House and they show up. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's a huge deal, man. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Huge deal. And that's all I'm going to say. Because if you're asking yourself why is this a huge deal, then you probably won't care what the answer is going to be anyway. So, well, Clinton. let me com- let me combine those two things, which is that remember we talked about the Dodgers going to the White House earlier today. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when the Cubs went to the White House and Dexter Fowler he brought Obama because Dexter Fowler is a uh, Nike and a Jordan brand athlete. He brought Obama a pair of custom 44 POTUS. I think they were the AJ threes. They were the threes. They were black. I'd like to believe that he wore those Ooh. at said pickup game, which would be tight if actually true. Because Obama's always been about, you know, he had got a whole book about basketball. Like basketball and, and, and Obama have always been two things that are intertwined. But this is a huge deal because of the way that, again, he brings the culture of the game to the White House. There was a yep. court there. You know what I mean? Like it's not just about sort of basketball. It's about how we do it on the court, which is I thought was always a really cool thing about Barack, man. He let it speak to who he was as more than just a sport, but just sort of, you know, a large part of what the culture is for black folks and for Americans in general. Big deal. Big deal. We got time for one more? We do. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do it. Next. Can we just say Dodgers are kicking butt? Just wanted to say that. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, we'll finish it off with Clinton. Zach Lowe is reporting that the Lakers and Clippers are both going to sniff around Kemba Walker in free agency this summer. That sounds would nasty. One of, <laughs> would one of them getting him be... Why you got to do that to me every time? Well, you don't want to phrase it that way. You could have simply said we're interested right. in bringing him in. But you said yeah, sniff around, so you did it. I'm not taking this. You took it. Those were the you words. You could have said interesting, curious using... about... I was being genuine to what he said. So I'm just going by what he said. So we got one minute. So real quick, big deal or no deal if one of those teams get him. That's no deal for me. I think Kemba has got to find a different – I mean, look, the contract is one thing. I, I just – his game is inconsistent in free, as far as I'm concerned from an injury standpoint as well. I'm not I'm – not, I'm, not, I'm not getting too hyped up just because one of those teams picks him up. I like him. I think he's a fun player. I think he's one of those guys that, again, will probably never really reach the ceiling we thought he could have, LZ. But – I don't think of him signing with either one of those teams is a huge deal. I think he has reached his ceiling, and that's the frustrating part because he's paid as if the ceiling's higher, but he's reached his ceiling as a player mm-hmm. because of his size. It just yeah. is what it is. Um, I hope the Lakers don't get him because I don't think that's what we need. I'm just being honest. But he's a good player. It's just the, the economics and everything makes it weird. All right, y'all. want to thank y'all for letting me fill in on a Friday here. That's okay. Clinton Yates, ESPN LA, 4th of July. Be safe. Safety first. That's what matters. We'll see you all after the break.